0: Today, we are going to speak on living from God's love in outer affliction, Romans 12, verse 12. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing in instant prayer. This verse is talking about affliction, trials, injustices, and tribulations from outside of ourselves. Sometimes these are situations that we have no control over, things we can do nothing about. But we must be persistent in prayer. And for instant here in Romans 12.12 12 in the Greek, means persistence, as in a sage siege, as in a military operation or spiritual warfare. These affliction hurts can cause extreme anxiety, distress and inner trauma within us, causing us to worry and seek a way out. These things can also cause loss of confidence and even depression or sickness. Now there are, are different Greek words that describe the different types of affliction, and we'll just go through three of them. Philipsis is confinement and pressure with no escape. These words refer to severe hardship, the pressure being underneath a great weight or oppression. Then there's pathema, that's the capacity to feel strong emotion, as in a deep pain, suffering, deep emotion, agony, or people suffering persecution, for example, Exodus two eleven. One day after Moses had grown up, he went to his brethren and saw their affliction. And we all know that God used Moses to free the Egyptians, uh, to free the Jews from the Egyptian. And then there's Kapithathia. To experience affliction that seems bad or miserable from an earthly perspective, but actually is sent by God to accomplish his greater purpose. For example, job. It is how to deal with these afflictions that is important. We can allow them to pull us down or we can rise above them in Christ. How is the next question. Corinthians 1, 3-7 Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comforts, who comforts us in all our tribulations, that we may be able to comfort those who are in trouble, by the comfort where which ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so Our consolation also abounds by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, this is for your consolation and salvation, which is affected in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as you are partakers of the sufferings, you shall also of the consolation. So it is Christ who comforts us in our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them who are in trouble. And 1 Thessalonians 3, 7 says, Therefore, brethren, we are comforting over you in all our affliction and distress by your faith. And these scriptures tell us that our victory comes from God who comforts us. And this is achieved through our faith so that we can also comfort others. But the scriptures teach us how to deal with afflictions with joy. How do you attain that? 2 Corinthians 7 4 says, Great is my boldness of speech towards you Great is my glorifying of you, I'm filled with comfort, I'm exceedingly joyful in all our tribulation. This is another dimension, exceeding joy. 1 Thessalonians 1, 1.6 And you become followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Ghost. So this scripture adds to it the great value of following God far greater than any affliction or persecution we may need to endure to come to God for his answers. So where does affliction and persecution come from? The kingdom of darkness of course. And when we understand that it helps us to deal with our afflictions knowing that it is not always a person who's hurt you, but the evil spirit that is working against you. For Ephesians 6.12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against power, against rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. And we are in a fight against all these things and our only victory is in Christ. We need to rise up in prayer for our victory is in Him alone. Whatever you're going through, bring it to the Lord in prayer and leave it at the feet of Jesus and do not take it back. He's far more able to deal with it. He alone can help comfort you. He alone can give you the solution and fill you with His supernatural joy and peace. Matthew 11 verse 29 says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. John 10 verse 10 says, The thief cometh not, but to steal and to kill and to destroy. I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. So this clarifies our situations more. Whatever is coming against us, if we come to Christ with our problems, He will change our attitude towards a problem. He will change our perspective. He will comfort and strengthen us. He will give us the strategies to rise up above the problem and to solve it. For we are not alone in our tribulation, affliction or suffering. Many others before us have suffered the same that we may be coming through and endured it with patience. James 5.10-11 says, Take my brethren, the prophets, who have spoken in the name of the Lord. For an example of suffering, affliction, and patience, behold, we count them happy who endure. You have heard of the patience of Job, and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is pitiful and of tender mercy. The great men of God before us conquered their affliction and distress, with patience and with joy. Nothing could take the joy in the Lord away. The scriptures bring us to a totally different and higher level of dealing with our problems. God deals with things from the heavenly realm, whereas the world deals with problems from the earthly realm. This means that God gives us a totally different place to see our problems from. We need to change our location from a worldly view to God's view of the situation, and this is done through prayer. This will bring us a victory that we are looking for. Acts twenty twenty three to twenty four say that the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city saying the bonds and afflictions abide me but none of these things move me neither do I count my life dear to myself that I might finish the course with my joy and the ministry that I have received from the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of grace of God. Affliction and persecution did not touch Paul because he lived above the persecution and affliction in the joy of the Lord. He had the right view of them. He saw them from the heavenly perspective, not the worldly perspective. If we look at our problems from the worldly perspective, we will find ourselves in a horrible struggle. But if we rise up in prayer and see them from God's perspective, we will become free as we ar- rise above the problems in Christ. We all have to struggle without affliction, but we need to put our trust in Christ. And I have discovered in my own life that the Lord used my affliction to teach me his greater purpose. Not only has he taught me how to come to victory in that affliction, both in understanding the theory and then the patience, but also to help others in their affliction as well. Matthew five eleven to 12 Blessed are you when my man revile against you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, For great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. How will we endure? If we are in a similar situation today, we are, as the disciples were. Similarly, we need to endure affliction and persecution like the disciples did in anticipation that God will help us. And what is this saying to our situation? How do you experience this victory? Sometimes you have a friend to help you, to pray with you, but maybe you're all alone and you're dealing with more than one affliction than than one. And you cannot live from God's love unless you know His love. So maybe we need to return to our first love. And coming to Christ is the only way to come to victory. Pray till something happens. God will definitely help you. He will definitely answer you. He will give you the victory you need. Acts five forty to 41 says, And they agreed, and when they called the apostles and beaten them, They commanded them that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. What makes a big difference? Ephesians 2, 6-7 answers. And God hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. That is what makes a difference. Rising up in prayer and dwelling in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus living in him and from his presence like the disciples did. Living in Jesus and from his love and presence makes all the difference and enables us to rise above every negative thing to a higher level of victory over our problems in Christ. Romans 8.37 says, In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. It is in Christ we become conquerors over every negative thing, the enemy, the devil can throw at us. And once we have conquered every negative thing in the spirit, we find we have also conquered every negative thing in the physical realm and the victory becomes ours. We can then rejoice in our struggles in Christ Jesus. Well, let's just think back to what happened in January over this radio, this very radio. When we were told that the people practiced corruption were going to the courts to come against the new president who was trying to pull the country out of corruption on the Tuesday. And the Lord told us that we needed to have a prayer meeting over radio and suddenly the manager came in and gave us 7am on monday morning to have the radio prayer meeting and some of you will remember that and we had a glorious monday morning prayer meeting over radio and that during the last part God's victory in the spiritual realm that meant we would also have victory in the physical realm and as we thanked and praised God for his victory in advance the manager came in again and said we could have a praise and thanksgiving service on Wednesday at 7 a.m. and on that Wednesday we truly praised and thanked the Lord for his victory he had won for us on the Tuesday because because every negative thing that we bound down in the spiritual realm over radio was conquered in the physical realm. And the victory was secured and we rejoiced and some of you will remember. And so is with great joy and excitement that I share this wonderful truth with you over victory, over every negative thing the devil can throw at us. And I pray that you will attain a similar victory over your struggles as well in Christ. And if you have not yet received Jesus as Lord and Savior, I'd like to lead you through a simple prayer. Pray with me now. Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am. Thank you for dying for me on the cross. Please forgive me every sin I've ever done. I choose to follow you in truth and righteousness from this moment on. Thank you for forgiving me. Please come into my heart and life as my Lord and Savior. Please baptize me in the Holy Spirit Please teach me how to rise up and live in you above all the struggles of this life, over all the afflictions that come our way. Teach me to deal with them from the heavenly realm in prayer, from your perspective. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And if you have prayed this prayer, get to know God in prayer. He will speak to you. He will guide you. He will lead you into victory. Buy yourself a Bible and read it every day, for the Bible will train you in truth and righteousness and everything you need to know. Join a Bible-believing church and get baptized in water to confirm your decision that you've made today. Arrange it with your pastor and tell others what you have done. God bless you so much. And I now hand back to our host.